Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ask LSC Podcast. My name is Harrison. Good to be with y'all today. Hey, this is Mike, lead pastor. And this year, maybe a little emphasis on the founding pastor thing of Lake Forest Church, Huntersville. Good to talk with you all today. That's right. We got a birthday party coming up here in a couple months. We do. So awesome. So please remember to put uh, Saturday, August 21st and Sunday, October. I just wanted to be here so bad. I know, you know we're, we're ready you're a right little now. Kid and you want your birthday party because it's gonna be like a, a, a who were the characters in Toy Story? Buzz, Woody. It's gonna be yeah. a Buzz and Woody party themed. Yep, yep, yep. And you just want it so bad, like tomorrow. So yep. October twenty first, Saturday, big party here on campus, as well as a missional project that everyone will be proud to participate in. And then Sunday worship, October 22nd, just in the worship services. But we'd like for everybody who calls Lake Forest home to prioritize that Saturday, unless you have a wedding or a funeral, or you're, you went to a really good football school, and that's their homecoming day. Other, if you went to a crappy football school, <laughs> like don't be like, hey, I'm going to a William and Mary football game. Like, don't do that. I was totally sure that a Miami Hurricanes joke was coming there from you, so I'm very <laughs> thank you for avoiding it. Uh, I feel down enough already. Harrison, I'm, I'm a Gen Xer. Our, our humor leads with self-effacement. That's good, and that's my alma, alma mater. So. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, hey, uh, we're going to have a special guest joining us on the podcast here we in are. just a couple of minutes. We are. He led worship right. Sunday on our remix takeover. The exuberant, uh, youthful. Worship Leader Sunday, who is not a teenager. No, he is not. He looks like one. He does. But he'll be here in just a moment. We're going to hear from him in just a second. Really quick first, we just wanted to recap with you a couple of uh, cool Sundays that we've had and look forward to a a couple things coming up really quickly. Mike, uh, two Sundays ago, uh, I was not here. I was in Virginia. You guys were here, and there was a really cool Sunday involving the end of... Uh, the yeah. series that, that we've been in, um, and we got to get a bunch of elders involved praying for people. Yeah, we always offer prayer at the end of every worship service, and, and there are always folks who come, uh, but not a, a large amount. Uh, folks are a little bit shy about that in our congregation for some reason. Um, so we had communion, and we just built in a generous amount of time because the scripture for that day was James chapter 5, if anyone among you is sick. And Jeff broke down something I had never heard before. That word, uh, what was his synonym for it in the Greek? Um, oh, you weren't here. <laughs> um, it, it means uh, sort of at dis-ease hmm. in any sort of way, um, not just physical illness as we have translated it. And so we made ample time, and it says have, call, come and have the, let the elders pray over you. So we're like, hey, everybody, let the elders pray over you. And just at both services, it was just sweet and beautiful. The number of people who came to the back, we set up under the balcony, and just allowed themselves to be prayed over. Uh, I I know in one service, I prayed over uh, folks who do have illness in their family. Prayed over another person, a sweet woman who came and was weepy about the fact they were moving that very week, and this was their last Sunday at Lake Forest. And she said, Mm -hmm. my husband and I uh, came here as newlyweds. And we've really learned and founded our marriage centered on Christ. And we've had our two babies, and Pastor Mike, you baptized them both. And it's been such a healthy church environment for us. We've resisted moving from my husband's job, but now we are. And pray for us to find a a new church, but we're thankful here. Mm -hmm. It was sweet. People were asking for prayer for all kinds of things. 
And then uh, we'll talk about Remix Mix Takeover Sunday in a moment. Uh, but we had our elder retreat last uh, Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Now we have uh, our our active and inactive elders at all of our churches, which is about 30, um, 30 and our pastors and ministers of each of our churches. And this year we uh, we held Friday night, uh, Friday evening session at the uh, Westport Tennis and Swim Club in Denver and had dinner there. Uh, and Aaron and Mary Robin were our bartenders over dinner for those who wish to partake of that. And, uh, and then we had Saturday morning session on our stage here in our worship center at Huntersville. And we brought in the, uh, the head of our denomination, Dean Weaver, who hmm. spoke to us about uh, being a missional church. Uh, so anyway, it, it was super positive. That's one of the things that those in the church don't see, but the elders are doing hard work uh, of growing um, as leaders, as shepherding leaders, but staying on mission of the Great Commission and on vision that Lake that God has given Lake Forest. That's all. I was I was <clears throat> I was enthused seeing all the stuff that happened, and was sad that I missed it. Um, hey, but while we recap this next piece, Mike, actually, I'm calling in honor of <clears throat> football season beginning here in a couple weeks. I'm calling an audible because I want to bring in our guest to yes. talk about Remix Takeover let's, Weekend because it, it would not be as good without no, him. No. So we're 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 looking over the bench. We're calling in John Burke the third, also known as Trey Trey Burke, Burke the first. Please come in the game. <laughs> Trey Burke the first. That's a new one. I have not gotten that one yet. So <laughs> I appreciate that wild introduction. <laughs> You're worthy of it, man. And then many other titles. Uh, Trey has uh, been a part of our team here at Lake Forest for our staff team for our, a little while. Our staff team for a little while helping out uh with our remix band team and also uh spending some time uh here in the green room with me talking some worship art stuff, playing some Sundays, being a part of <clears throat> what we're doing on Sunday mornings and it's good to have Trey here. Trey, what was yeah. what was your experience? We'll start with this. Uh remix takeover was a couple days ago as we we're sitting to record this podcast where a uh, bunch of remixers were all over this building and all over the service and the parking lot and the front doors. Man, what was that like for you uh, being a part of that? It was so much fun. Um, I've had the honor and privilege of like hanging out with these kids and serving with them uh, week in and week out for the last year or so. Hmm. And so to get to know them and get to like then see them take over big church as is as we as we call it. Because, you know, we're all children here uh, in youth <laughs> ministry. Um, but to see him take over big church and go to show up with such a force, it was really cool. But what was even cooler was a lot of them, it's already their weekly serve. So it wasn't even that's true as much of a takeover. Like I think Dustin said <clears throat> that he was like, oh, I'll just schedule my normal middle schoolers and high schoolers. Yeah. Which is so much fun to know that like our kids are already involved and ingrained in what's yeah, happening if, here. Yeah, if you, our listeners, ha- haven't looked around and noticed, you probably have, the majority of our tech team on Sunday morning are middle and high school. And Kidropolis is covered in them. Hmm. All like That's right. Kelly was saying the other day that they sometimes are like, we have to technically have an adult in the room, but really it's just to make sure that nothing you know goes terribly awry. Like These kids can run 
almost all the classrooms on their own. It's a disaster for Kidropolis and our tech ministry when you guys in Remix have a youth retreat on a weekend. Yeah, like, had, like everybody has to prepare two true. months ahead. We that's had true. we had youth camp was that three or four weeks ago, and Dustin said he had twenty two declines <laughs> because all of his youth kids were at camp. Yeah, for the tech team, and that's that's part of it. By the way, uh, ten years ago, ten years. 11 years ago, we looked up and our youth ministry was anemic relative to the size of our church. The vibrancy of it, it, uh, it, it was not attracting middle and high schoolers into a disciple-making environment. And we, we restocked, we retooled, we revisioned youth ministry using a book called uh, and content called Sustainable Youth Ministry. And one of the principles of a healthy, sustainable youth ministry is... Uh, we uh, we can't <laughs> not having a youth only service or class on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. but instead integrating them into the regular worship mm-hmm. uh, of uh, the intergenerational yeah. worship on Sunday mornings. Studies showed that churches with a youth only service and those youth only go to a youth service, not the adult worship that they drop out of their faith and church involvement and faith involvement at a much higher rate than churches that have an intergenerational ministry on Sundays. And so that was by design, and yet, my goodness, it's flourishing how intergenerational we are, not, not just in our worship, because it it's great every uh, Sunday to see this big passel of remixers who choose to sit together. So a lot of them in sit the with front their row. In they the sit front row, front oh, yeah. two rows, it's and awesome. it's great when they have their hands up in the air like six guns to Jesus worshiping. <laughs> it's not great when they tune out during the sermon and are like texting each other and web surfing. Anyway, let's continue. <laughs> I think my favorite part of the morning, actually, Mike was looking down at the end of the eleven o'clock service, and. Uh, Trey and Lauren and Eva have the entire room oh my goodness, throwing yeah. their hands in the air <laughs> yeah. like it's a con. I've never in my 10 or so years at Lake Forest have never seen the room like that the whole one car- time. <laughs> were people in the balcony also? Trey? 100%. The whole room. Uh, they were doing um, the, the wave ho- thing. Yeah. A the whole room just wave. hands up in the air back and forth. Those yeah. of you who were at the 930, I'm sorry. Yeah. Did, they didn't quite go for that because they didn't have this like <clears> – <throat> The, the student 70 section, teenagers in the student section yeah. at the nine thirty service. That's true, but yeah, it's it was awesome. Our kids bring chaos. It's, it's both <laughs> great was, and terrible. It was so exuberant <laughs> and spirit filled and representative of the, you know, you guys took one hundred and eighty to camp recently. Mm-hmm. It's so representative of the the happy uh, <clears throat> sense of belonging that kids have. And I thought by the. The stories that you all chose to tell during Remix Mix Takeover in the worship service told me two things. Um, Remix is a safe and compelling place that kids want to belong for every kind of kid. You know, I grew up in the 80s when there was two kinds of kids, uh, preps and greasers. Uh, now there's like a million mm-hmm. types. of Every kid is their own group or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's different. And you put on display that Remix is not for one kind of kid. I I loved that. I also loved that by the way that you told the stories, particularly the the video with Lauren, who has been on our staff and now Mm -hmm. is taking another ministry job in her career, uh, and the young woman, what was her name that she's discipled? Ava. Ava. um, This was a disciple, Lauren, making a disciple, Ava, 
they've been in a discipling relationship for a year. Uh, they get together and study the Bible, talk about life. And now Ava is going to be a youth lead. She's a high schooler who will be leading a 6th or 7th graders group mm-hmm. this coming year. So that's a disciple making a disciple making a disciple, right. which is the verse that Mike Hall taught yeah. on mentoring, where mm-hmm. Paul says to Timothy, the things I've entrusted you, entrusted to others who are able to teach others. Disciples that making were disciples to me who make disciples. To, yeah, four yes. layers. And that that is the beauty. Yeah, Remix does cool stuff, and we show pictures of them in foam or doing Super Mario, like Mario Kart actually in real life, yeah. and things like that. <laughs> but it's disciples making disciples making disciples mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. And it is... It's so cool, like, our Remix leaders are, it's so intergenerational. There are some young adults, there's a handful of us who are in our 20s that are leading it. There's a handful that are, you know, pretty newly parents in their, like, early, mid-30s. And there's a handful who are like, yeah, all my kids are either, like, wrapping up high school or, you know, in the careers and doing, and they're back serving in youth ministry, and all of them are our favorite youth. Like, there's no, it's not like, ah, those are the old guys, but the young kids are the cool. It's it, huh. all of the youth leaders. Like, I can I can tell you stories of each and every one of them being just as ridiculous, regardless <laughs> awesome. of age. Well, hey, man, I want to take a step back just for a second and uh, hear a little bit about you, Trey, who you yeah. are, how you got here. So, um, when we first got to know you, and when you first got to know Lake Forest, uh, you were working in the building, but not with the church. This is correct. I started at Defined Coffee, kind of almost ironically. So I've been leading worship. I went to school for uh, songwriting, got a minor, <laughs> it was a minor in biblical studies. Um, so have been involved in worship leading, um, kind of, and just hadn't quite found my place in Charlotte. I'm moving back with the pandemic and everything, and um was kind of floating made some friends um in the area but i started working on it define coffee because you know you have to pay pay these things called bills <laughs> um yeah and so i started working at defined and i uh, loved being in the building but it was like almost one of those things where like i feel like the lord like blinded me to the fact that this was a church in a weird way like i connected with a lot of you guys just like oh man i'm also a worship leader thumbs yeah. up that's cool move yeah. on um but just serving coffee for about eight or nine months, hanging out, and just loved being in the building, loved seeing you guys. It was fun for me to see you guys work from Monday to Saturday and not see it on a Sunday morning first. Um, it really, like, at least for me, I got to see a lot of the character that was happening at this church, and it was really cool to see. And then uh, connected with uh, the lovely Miss Erin Mayner. Um, just we had a lot of mutual friends who lead worship in the area or play play, and we had, like, kind of – Played in a lot of the same places and led, not never together, but a, you know, knew a lot of the same people. And she came to me one day and was like, "Hey, the Lord, we're looking for someone to lead worship for youth." And the Lord kind of laid your name on my heart, and I was like, "I mean, I I'll talk to somebody about it. I don't I don't know if I'm gonna like it here, but I'll talk to somebody at least. I don't I'm not opposed." And the more I started talking to people, the more I was like, "Oh, you all are my kind of crazy. I get I." <clears throat> I get it. Okay, cool. We can. We yes. This is where I want. And the the more I've laid roots here, the more I'm like, yeah, this is a place that I want to be for a really long time. So, what is it uh, to you? Um, because 
there are there are different like avenues you can go in in ministry and they can be really different and i can tell you and you could tell me because we both done both trey that there are um there are some things about being a worship leader for a bunch of students and for a bunch of adults that are drastically different and can even require some like pretty different skill sets and have different challenges also have different rewards as you've been involved up to this point with what's going on in remix particularly and i'll ask you some other stuff about being in big church in a second. Um, but as you've hung out in remix, as you've, uh, as you've jumped into the student ministry side of things as a focus, um, what's been, uh, what's been something about that to you that, that has been like, dude, I love this part of doing this. I think the two things that come immediately to mind is one is getting, to see Jesus come to life in youth students because as you sit in middle school and in high school, like for a lot of us who kind of grew up in church, I feel like that's where you can start to take your faith in as your own. And so to see, to get to present Jesus to these kids and for some of them to really have their eye, like the Lord to open their eyes Mm -hmm. to who he is and what he's done for them in those moments is probably one of the greatest joys of serving in youth ministry, period. And it's really fun from a worship perspective for them to then, to lead them in that response to that, to go, oh my gosh, God is good, and he loves me, and I, I'm a mess. I don't deserve that. Um, but the second thing is just connecting with kids and remembering like the excitement of getting to play music when I, I was part of the youth band yep. when I was in high school, and we were not good oh my gosh, I don't know, there are moments where I still talk with some of those people and go, why did they let us on stage at all? It was so bad. But somebody gave us a shot and said, yeah, you you kids can do it. Um, and so to to work on growing, and that's something, the first year has been a lot of figuring out, oh, how does this work? How do the gears turn? How does mm-hmm. How is the sausage made? How do we figure out this thing? And so I'm really excited for this year to kind of launch into, okay, I figured out, what, what what this needs to look like now how do i bring as many youth kids in on it as as i can and get them to mm. where maybe they maybe they're good enough they don't they can play in big church that's that right they, it isn't bad that's the goal is for it to not be bad oh totally man and <clears throat> that's been some of my uh favorite stuff over years have been getting to uh, partner with um, students like uh, our buddy Will Watson, who played on Sunday. Shout out to the unofficial uh, podcast Hot Takes with Will Watson. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Sometimes Will on Sunday morning sits down at the desk and will share his hot takes to this microphone when it is not turned on, uh, <laughs> which is awesome. <clears throat> but um, it's so cool. I, I texted a little bit on Sunday with Will's dad, who was just saying how, you know, how thankful Will has been to to, to be a part of this with us. And I'm like, dude, I'm thankful to be a part of this with him. It's been so cool just watching him, uh, grow at, not only as a young man, as a musician, it's just super cool. And that, that I can, I can already tell from, uh, from Sunday that pipeline is going to continue to be open for, for our stage being a place for, uh, some of these students to be able to share their gifts. And, and, and like you mentioned, um, I, I super connect with what you're saying also there, Trey, because <clears throat> just like you, um, you know, I started playing music really when I was in like sixth grade. And luckily for me, 
Um, my dad was on staff at a church and that church had a great student ministry, um, had a band and we tried, you know, <laughs> I don't know. You try so hard. Yeah, we tried. And, and I don't know how, how good were the results looking back. Probably not great, but we had a ton of fun doing it and I learned a ton. And more than that, I think the cool thing that, that is evident, um, when you look down in that second row on Sundays is, um, those middle and high school years are such a formational time mm-hmm. in somebody's life. And you can, you can help teach kids how to be worshipers. Yeah. And like it can stick for life. Like they can, un- they can get an understanding and they have experiences at these camps and stuff that like they will, they will remember forever. It will be like those, Ebenezer marker stones for them every time they think about it and they're like, Oh man, that camp when I was in 10th grade and we like stayed an extra hour in the room and someone just had a guitar and we were just singing stuff we were making up on the spot. And like, man, I know God's real because I remember those moments. Ask any of our youth kids about camp, like go find one of our middle schools and high schoolers who went to camp this last year or for any other number of years. And they, they will tell you story upon story of like, how they're like, I met Jesus in that, in the barn at Crowder's Ridge. Like I, they can tell you all about it and they, they love to tell you all about it, which is so cool. That's awesome, man. Well, let me, let me ask this question. Um, and we'll transition a tiny bit still in the same neighborhood here, but, um, I don't think I've ever asked you this question before. So I'm legitimately curious. And we talked about a lot of these kinds of things. Was there like a, moment for you where you realize like, Hey, I think God might have a calling on my life to, to help lead people in worship in more than just like, a uh, when the opportunity arises way, but as something I'm going to specifically seek out, or was it just something that just gradually grew into your thing? Like, yeah, this is just who I am. Was there like a moment or was it just a culmination of things where you're like, yeah, this makes sense. There was a moment that drew a very broad line in the sand for me. Um, And I think it's something that like, I also kind of love about remix is I grew up in band and theater in a public middle school, which meant I was one of the most unpopular kids you could possibly be. Um, And when you're in those formational years, like not having a place to belong is hard. And I just remember like, I'm thankful I did in within the theater and the band, like I did have a place to belong, but in the general public, I didn't. And I was trying to figure out how to fit in and be cool. And there was a moment and I can tell you, I don't remember the, the date, but I can tell you the spot on the street we were in when we were flipping through radio stations and K-Love cycled through. And it was the song words I would say by Sidewalk Prophets, which is just says, be strong in the Lord, never give up hope. You're going to do great things. I already know God's got his hand on you. So don't live life in fear. Forgive and forget, but don't forget why you're here. Take your time and pray. These are the words I would say. And at that moment, it was just like, and I would now say it would be like it was a revelation. But in that moment, I was just like, I knew I was like, okay, I'm going to do Jesus and music with the rest of my life. And I don't know what that means or looks like, but, but the power of music, I love it so much. There's so much power in it. 
and Jesus is the only thing I want to chase. And I've, I don't know how those are going to cross and how those are going to work. And I can tell you story after story of how I haven't done it perfectly. But I, like I, I knew from that moment forward in the sixth grade, I was like, Jesus and music is the way I'm going. And I'll figure out the rest as we go. So it's been kind of a weird like line in the sand. It wasn't like I'm going to be a worship leader. But it, it's grown into that as I've um, journeyed and figured things out. And there was even seasons where I was like, no, I'm not a worship leader. I can't sing. I'm going to be a guitar player. And I just played guitar behind people for a long time. Um, so there have been definitely those moments. But Yeah. Um, mine's, mine's a little similar to yours, Trey. I've, I've told it here on the podcast before, probably once or twice. But I was, uh, I was on a missions trip in mm. Peru with, with our student ministry and <clears throat> someone's doing a devotional one morning. Uh, we're sitting around eating, you know, butter bread and weird scrambled eggs. And, um, someone, someone did a little morning devotional and just read a passage, um, where, where it says to whom much is given, much will be required. And in my brain, it was just like this, like turning of a key where it was like, I knew, if there's anything I was pretty good at that I've realized at that point, like, and I was passionate about, it, it was music, singing, playing guitar. And <clears throat> I, for that moment, for me, it was just like, Oh, I, this is what I should be doing with it. And that's what I set my target on since then, just yeah. like you. So what, um, what is it to you, Trey about, um, what is it to you about being a part of, um, what's going on here on the big church side of things here at, at Lake Forest. You and I have gotten a chance to partner together a lot over this past season of ministry and, and um, lead worship together, do some planning together. Uh, You know, what is it to you when you're in, in this worship center here with the, our congregation with the adults that make up our church um, that has has made this feel like a place to you that, you know, uh, long-winded question, but some context. You're a super talented dude. Um, you're the kind of oh, musician, no, for real, that any any worship leader would be like, dude, get me that person on my team because you're like, uh, you know, I joke with you about being a Swiss Army knife. You can do like uh, literally everything that happens up here. So there's a lot of, situations and places you could be in, um, you know, you, you, uh, have joined in, you know, headfirst with us here at Lake Forest. Um, you know, what is, what is it, uh, about this place to you that has made it feel like, you know, God is calling you here right now to be a part of this? The, the fact that this is a safe place to be honest, um, and it's something that like, I've been thinking a lot about in the last, like as I've come on here, and it's something that I've noticed within our, like the staff and within the congregation is that people are just okay being super vulnerable here. Like it's just kind of in the DNA. And if you show up and try to be fake, it's it becomes very quickly evident. You're like that that you are, mm-hmm. and I love that because it. I was reading through like some of the epistles and I just noticed how many times Paul uses the word sincerity and he was never directly being like, be open and honest. And, but he'd be like, do it with sincerity, do whatever this thing I just told you to do is 
with with honesty. And so there's a lot of times where we show up, like when you show up to places, it's like, I'm really not actually doing well this week. I'm still here, and I'm alive, and I'm serving. But, you know, there's one of our bass players talked about, like he shows up, he showed up there was a couple weeks where he's like, I said yes to everything in worship because everything around me seemed to be crumbling and fading and there was death and there was all of this pain and he goes so the only thing I knew to do was show up actually broken and worship God with everything I had like that was and a place like that is the kind of place that Jesus shows up in like those are the poor in spirit who are begging for Jesus to show up Mm. and I love that it's made me like be able to drop my guard and be super awkward and it's really like a I enjoy getting to just be like, we're just here. We're a family. It's, you know, not always pristine and perfect. It's actually kind of not most of the time. So let's just put our hands up in the air and be awkward. And yeah, you look kind of dumb, but we all look kind of dumb together. And it's so much fun. Yeah. I, I think that's my, um, my favorite thing about, and I've seen this modeled really from, from Mike, uh, Moses the entire time I've been here. <clears throat> um, uh, when 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 I was interviewing, uh, this was a little over ten years ago now. I'm just I don't even know when my first day at Lake Forest was, but it was sometime in August. I've been here about ten years, so a little over ten years ago I was interviewing, and uh, we had the whole staff together right outside the doors of the worship center under the big mural there. They had some mm-hmm. tables and chairs set up, and um, we had lunch. Emily and I and the staff team they were asking us questions and all that. Lunch finished, some people hung around talking to us a little bit more, asking stuff, you know, 10 minutes past the end of the thing, and there's a handful of people left, 15 minutes past, and it's just us, you know, one other person, probably Cammy or someone talking to us, <laughs> and uh, the person who was helping at the time with, like, the custodial, janitorial stuff on campus, and Mike, and <clears throat> Mike uh, was sticking around, um, not speaking to us, but... Uh, helping pack up tables and chairs yeah. with nobody looking, nobody watching, just doing it just cause he was hanging. It was a, it was a good thing to do. And I've loved seeing in my time at Lake forest and what I like about our team and the way that it's come together is um, there's some different ways to lead. And sometimes you have to really clearly state, Hey, this is who we're going to be. And that's very important. I'm not saying it's mm-hmm. not that, but I would say, in in my uh, never forthcoming leadership book, one of these days, <laughs> um, I think that the way that we uh, the way that we actually live it out together yeah. is so much more impactful than any repeated slogan or anything that you can say oh because it's come yeah. to a point where like what I love about our team, Trey, and you you're in it enough now to see this is like. If somebody showed up on a Sunday morning with like this huge diva attitude and like it's all about me and they didn't get a solo or they didn't get something, it would, no one would even have to say anything. It would be so awkward. It would stick out like a sore thumb because of the culture of our team and the way that we exist together. You know, we don't have to write it on the blackboard in giant letters. Don't be a diva. It's like, we all live this together every day together. And let's be clear too. Like a lot of our musicians are way overqualified to play worship. Like they, yes. cause sometimes you get, you sometimes you get in churches and it's like, Oh, those musicians can't play the part, man. No, these guys are like 
playing circles around these parts and they're like cool i'm playing three notes the whole morning all right well that's what we're doing and they play it well and they love doing it and i think that's something that drew me drew me here and you like working at define was i got to see the community happen monday to saturday and it's very clear that like yes there is an importance on sunday mornings but what happens around lake forest from monday to saturday is almost more important to the dna of this church and so yeah sitting in the green room back here talking about the struggles and the, the life and going yeah, well, and actually I was just getting, you know, a beer with or I was just getting lunch with somebody else from the church or I was they're in, ingrained in small groups and they're doing life together week in and week out and that was I was like, yes, that's the way that it should be. Sundays are cool and it's fun to be a part of and it's it is important to gather together as a huge body of believers. But the the first disciples started gathering in homes. They're like, let's just eat together. And yeah, we'll go to church together, but let's mm-hmm. just eat and talk about who God is and what he's done day in and day out. And that like was something that really stuck out to me about Lake Forest. That's awesome, man. Well, is um, it's good having you around here. And I think that um, <clears throat> if there's any, if there's any way, I think that our team, uh, and I, I say team specifically, even just talking about our band team back here our worship arts team has become that i think over these years is because um you know uh when when you start working on trying to really build from having a good culture first and getting the right kind of people around then you know then it becomes obvious i think to both us and uh to you looking to jump in that we're like yeah we could use more people like Trey around here helping build that culture. And you're going, Hey, I like that culture. I want to help be, I want to be me in that. So there you're talking about Mike helping clean up tables. There's another funny moment that I'm going to, I'm going to shout out our tech director, uh, Dustin. One of the first couple weeks I like toured through the, the, the church kind of was like, maybe I want to come do stuff here. Dustin took me up to the tech booth and wandered me through. And there's a lava lamp sitting up. I, you, you know, okay. So the lava lamp sitting up in the tech booth, kind of in a corner, but it's very clearly like on the desk. And every when he boots the whole system up, the lava lamp comes on. And I was like, I was like, okay, like I get all the computers and all the tech, but what's the story with the lava lamp? And he said, before I came here, I was at another church, and the last series we did had a, like a living room set, and there were lava, there were two lava lamps. So I took one, and the guy who became the tech director of the other church took the other, and we agreed that we would set them up as a reminder to pray for one another that we're not the mm. only ones doing ministry on a Sunday morning. It's cool. And it, again, it's just one of those, like, it didn't need to be this big, massive moment, but for him to go, there's somebody else doing this too, and we're going to pray for, I'm going to pray for somebody else at another church while things might be catastrophically falling apart here. Like, I'm going to stop and remember to pray for some other body of believers like that that's the way that jesus lived like it was not about our little community that we love to focus on our community it's important to build like we want to build our team and our community and our our church and our our little corner of the world but we're not the only ones doing it and that goes uncredited week in and week out to him and i was like that that's the way that i want to learn how to live and so the experience of him and you and being here for 10 years or and my call being here for 10 years um i was like i want to learn from those people because i'm i'm a young buck and i got a lot to learn (laughs) 
Well, we appreciate having you around here, man. You, if you uh, <clears throat> are a a remix parent listening to this, you can you can feel good knowing that uh, you got people like Trey keeping things moving forward, even as my call is transitioning out, even as we're figuring out what is next over there. Um, the culture that they have built over in remix, uh, you guys, um, I, we know are going to keep carrying the torch. Uh, Hope so, so it's, it's good to see. Well, Hey, um, we are, uh, thankful that you joined us this week on the ask LFC podcast. Mm-hmm. We will catch you guys next time. Have a good one. Bye guys. Mm-hmm.